Hello and welcome to Messages at BBC. In these messages, you'll hear from professors, staff, guest speakers, as well as students. These messages were spoken and recorded on campus at Boise Bible College. If you'd like to check out Boise Bible College, please see our website at boisebible.edu. Today we find Jesus not entering Jerusalem, not yet crucified. We find Jesus and the 11 apostles leaving the upper room. We find them crossing uh, the the Kidron Valley and entering into a pretty regular meeting place for them known as the Garden of Gethsemane. Go to the next slide. We we can see these are some olive trees um, in a possible location for the Garden of Gethsemane. So imagine Jesus and the eleven here surrounded by these gnarled, large olive trees. It's a dark night. You see, it's Jesus and the eleven at this point. It's not Jesus and the twelve. We know that Judas Iscariot left the eleven. He left them during the Passover meal. But Judas knew this meeting spot well, just like the other 11. In Matthew's account of Jesus and the 12 arriving at the garden, we find Jesus in a pit of despair. Jesus was not simply stressed out. He was truly in a pit of despair. Go to the next slide here. Jesus prays, My Father, if this cannot pass away unless I drink it, your will be done. If this cannot pass away unless I drink it, your will be done. What Jesus is quite literally saying is, is God, if my death, my submission to your will is the only way for me to continue my ministry and for your will to be done, then I will die. See, Jesus, he's he's not just stressed out, he is mentally preparing himself for death. In the drama, we we heard the the drops of blood that went down Jesus' face as he was praying in this garden. He knew what was going to happen. He knew the trials were coming. He knew that the beatings were coming, that the crucifixion was coming. And Jesus said, your will be done. Jesus chose to submit to the will of the Father instead of trying to accomplish this mission through other means, by selfish means. Go to the next slide. Jesus would rather die than forsake the will of the Father. And rather, we usually find ourselves wishing we would die instead of following the will of the Father. After this prayer, Jesus, he he returns to the eleven, and soon to be the twelfth apostle shows up. Judas arrives, and he arrives with the Roman soldiers, with the Pharisees, and he arrives with a choice in his heart. Judas, in in contrast to Jesus, in contrast to Jesus releasing his will, Judas takes his own desires and he holds on to them as tightly as he can. Judas made the choice to follow his own will. He refused 
to relinquish his own desires. Judas would only submit to himself. Throughout the life of Judas, we, we see this attitude over and over again. Most notably, we, we know that Judas was known by the other 11 as a thief. The other 11 knew that Judas, he would steal money used for the ministry of Christ. This, this instance of Judas betraying Jesus was not the first time that Judas had, had grasped on tightly to his own will. Judas had lived a life of grasping on to his own will while he watched Jesus live a life of releasing his will to the Father. Jesus didn't try to hide when the, when the Roman soldiers arrived, when the Pharisees arrived armed with torches. He acted honestly. He, he stepped forward and said, whom do you seek? They replied, we, we seek Jesus the Nazarene. And Jesus, in response to this, he says, I am he. I'm the man that, that you seek. But he is not simply saying, I am Jesus the Nazarene. He says, I am he. And the crowd fell to the ground. This I am statement, it, it shows the location of the authority that night in the garden. The authority wasn't with Judas, who is going to be slightly richer for betraying his friend and the Messiah. The, the authority wasn't with the armed Roman soldiers or, or the righteous, pious Pharisees. The authority that night was with a man who was submitting himself to God. If we go to the next slide here. This statement of, of Jesus claiming that he is I am, ego, ami, is a Greek translation of, of the Hebrew personal covenant name of God revealed to Moses in Exodus 3.14. Jesus, when he says I am, he is saying I am Adonai. I am Yahweh. I am the King of kings. I am the God of Abraham, the God of Isaac, the God of Jacob, and the God of Moses. I am. The authority was not with the Roman soldiers. It was with the man who was submitting himself to God. If we look at this next slide here, we can see um, Ronald Youngblood and, and his co-authors write this about the I amness of Jesus. It says, His I am expresses the fact that he is the infinite and original personal God who is behind everything and to whom everything must finally be traced. I am who I am signals the truth that nothing else defines who God is but God himself. John, in, in his gospel, records seven instances of, this I, of these I am statements here. Jesus has said, I am the bread of life. I am the light of the world. I am the gate for the sheep. I am the good shepherd. I am the resurrection. I am the way, the truth, and the life. I am the true vine. These I am statements, they show the power behind Christ's statement that night in the garden when he says, I am, causing the entire riotous and arresting crowd to fall to the ground. It was so much more than, than I am Jesus. He was saying, I am Yahweh. 
This I am statement, though, it's, it's ironic. It's, it's the ironic climax of Jesus' I am statements because with this statement, Jesus is relinquishing his own will, his own power. He's relinquishing it to the I am Father. Jesus is no longer taking control of the situation. He is saying, God, your will be done. I am the bread of life. I am the way, the truth, and life. Jesus is relinquishing this to say, God, your will be done. He's giving himself up for the sake of his commission so that he can, as Tim Mackey says, establish his upside-down kingdom so he can bring the heavenly kingdom on earth. By, by giving himself up, Jesus isn't surrendering he is preparing to enter into the true battle. He, he's literally preparing to fight death and sin. That's a battle that none of us can imagine because if, if we could, I, I don't think we would remain sane. And Jesus said, I'm going to go fight that battle. I will submit to the will of the Father. He relinquished his own desires so that the will of the Father would be done. When the soldiers arrived, he, Christ acted honestly. He didn't scream in resistance. He didn't try to run away. He didn't try to stage a rebellion. He spoke honestly. He chose to submit to the will or the commission of the Father. If we go to the next slide, Jesus chose to commit to his commission. Jesus gave up self and he chose selflessness. He gave up pride and he chose humility. After Jesus said, I am, being arrested, hands tied behind his back, Peter, the leader of the twelves, he, he drew out his sword and he struck Malchus, the servant of the high priest, cutting off his ear. And Jesus, again, in a commanding voice, he showed where the authority was that night. He said, Peter, put the sword into its sheath. The cup which the Father has given me, shall I not drink it? The, the authority wasn't even with the, the friends and followers of Jesus. The authority was with the man who was submitting himself to the will of the Father. Jesus, he was so serious about giving up his own will, about dying in submission to the Father, that he immediately rebukes his friend and follower when his friend tries to stop Jesus from submitting. Jesus immediately rebukes him. If we go to the next slide here, Jesus did not let his friends stop his submission to the Father. Jesus was then arrested. He was taken before Annas, the high priest, and, and father-in-law of Caiaphas, the newly appointed high priest. Jesus would face trials with these men before he would go to Pilate for his final trial. And, and Peter and John, they followed Jesus during his arrest. Peter, while, while waiting for Jesus' rigged trial to, to finish, to take place, he was questioned by other people in, in the court outside of the trial. 
asking him whether or not he was a follower of Jesus. And he said, I am not. I am not a follower of Jesus. Jesus, in in humble authority and power, said, I am. And Peter, in fear, in, in grasping on to his own will, his own desires, said, I am not a follower of Christ. As Peter was was choosing to not submit to the Father, but to save himself, we find Jesus again submitting to the Father. In contrast to Peter, in verse 20 of chapter 18, here we have, says, when being questioned by the high priest, Jesus answered him, I've spoken openly to the world. I always taught in synagogues and in the temple where all the Jews come together, and I spoke nothing in secret. Why do you question me? Question those who have heard what I spoke to them. They know what I have said. Jesus being judged again in a rigged trial, accusations coming from liars, deceivers, and thieves, speaks honestly. Jesus would not let his friends stop his submission to the Father, and Jesus would not let his enemies stop his submission to the Father. Jesus is surrounded by his enemies in this courtroom. They're accusing him, they're spitting on him, they they slap him, and he says, I will submit to the Father. I will commit to my commission. Jesus did not let the actions of his enemies change his submission to the Father. After this first trial with Annas, Jesus is taken to Caiaphas, and again Peter was questioned, are you a follower of of that Galilean, that that Jesus, Jesus of of Nazareth? And again Peter said, I am not. Peter is grasping on tighter and tighter to his own desires to save himself. This is the same Peter that was listed first as leader of the twelve in the Gospel of Matthew. The same Peter that had his mother-in-law healed by Christ. The same Peter that witnessed the transfiguration of Christ. Peter had every reason to commit to his commission. To, to, to let go of this, this will that he was holding on so tightly to. And then to instead to follow God with open hands. And yet he didn't. At this moment, Peter chose to follow himself. After taking Jesus... To, to Annas and then Caiaphas, the Jewish high priest, the Jews brought Jesus to the Praetorium, the residence of Pilate, the Roman governor of Judea. The Jewish leaders, in similarity to Peter, they did not commit to their commission. In the Old Testament, priests, they were supposed to be holy. They were supposed to be set apart from, from everyone in the nation of Israel. 
They were set apart for the service of God, the service of the nation. Priests were set apart to be a holy people. And here they are, nothing less than simple political figures using their power to arrest Jesus. These Jews had given up their heavenly commission, taking Jesus in bondage into the residence of Pilate. These Jews have have chosen to not commit to their commission. Jesus is then taken into the, the residence of Pilate, and Pilate begins to question Jesus. Pilate asks Jesus, are you the king of the Jews? And here we have Jesus' response. My kingdom is not of this world. If my kingdom were of this world, then my servants would be fighting so that I would not be handed over to the Jews. But as it is, my kingdom is not of this world. Jesus knew what his commission was. It was not to establish an earthly, powerful kingdom with Peter at his left hand. Jesus knew that his commission was to bring the heavenly kingdom on earth. Pilate, he he replied to Jesus, so you are a king then. And Jesus responds, you say correctly that I am a king. For this I have been born. And for this I have come into the world. To testify to the truth, everyone who is of the truth hears my voice. Pilate, asking a a semi-philosophical question in response, says, what is truth? And he walks away. This question, what is truth, brings me back to to one of Jesus' I am statements. In, In John 14, 6, Jesus says, I am the way and the truth and the life. No one comes to the Father but through me. At this point, Jesus, he's rebuked his friends for trying to stop his submission to the Father. After rebuking his friends, he endured the, the, the accusations and the lies of his enemies, the Pharisees. Enduring those so that he would submit to the will of the Father. And now, Jesus has chosen, when questioned by Pilate, here in the next slide, neither an enemy nor direct friend of Jesus, Jesus has chosen to not let Pilate stop him from submitting to the will of the Father. Pilate found no wrong in Jesus. He began questioning Jesus, and he gave Jesus an opportunity to answer differently to what is the truth. To answer differently to, so you are a king. And instead, when, when asked these questions, Jesus submitted to the will of the Father. Jesus would not let his friends, his enemies, nor bystanders stop him from submitting to the will of the Father. Jesus knew that his kingdom was not of this world. I I love that phrase that I mentioned by Tim Mackey. 
his kingdom was an upside-down kingdom. Jesus surrendering himself, being arrested, had full authority that night in the garden. That is an upside-down kingdom. That is subversive glory, subversive authority. Jesus chose to commit to his commission. The next slide here, Jesus, he submitted to the Father instead of listening to his friends. Jesus submitted to the Father when wrongly accused by his enemies. Jesus submitted to the will of the Father without regard of of what bystanders like Pilate thought of him. Jesus, having all of this authority that, that, that he could call legions of angels to smite Rome off the face of the earth, gave it up. And said, God, if this cup cannot pass away unless I drink of it, then your will be done. That was the choice that Jesus made that night. John 18 shows us perfectly what subversive glory is. It's not weakness. It's not apathy. This subversive glory, subversive authority that that Jesus shows us is extremely strong. The Jews could not commit to their commission. Peter, in this moment, could not commit to his commission. Only the Christ could commit to his commission. This gives us questions that we have to ask ourselves. Will we commit to our commission? When our friends tempt us to to follow our own will and and say, well, does it really matter if you sleep with your boyfriend or your girlfriend? If you're going to marry them anyways, why does that really matter? When our friends tempt us to, to let go of the will of the Father, we have a choice. We have a choice to commit to our commission and submit to the Father or to submit to ourselves. When our enemies ridicule and attack us, we have a choice to commit to our commission and submit to the Father or to buckle and submit to ourselves. When bystanders like Pilate question us and wonder why anyone would be a Christian, when bystanders ask questions, what is truth? We have a choice to commit to our commission and submit to the Father or to submit to ourselves. Jesus chose to give himself up for the will of the Father. Jesus painted, painted a picture of what we need to do. We need to do the, the hardest thing that, that a person can ever do. We need to kill our pride. We need to put our pride and our pomp to death and say, God, I will submit to you and I will commit to my commission. God, before I am a student at BBC, before I am a conservative or a liberal, before I am a son, a daughter, a father, a mother, God, I am yours. And I submit to your will. Now what is 
our commission. This, this guy on stage has been talking about committing to commission, but what is our commission? It's, it's pretty simple. That doesn't mean it's easy. But Jesus gave his kingdom their commission when he left earth. He said, all authority has been given to me in heaven and on earth. Go therefore and make disciples of all nations, baptizing them in the name of the Father, the Son, and the Holy Spirit, teaching them to observe all that I commanded you, and lo, I am with you always, even to the end of the age. Jesus has left us with a choice. Will you commit to your commission? Will you abandon your pride? Will you relinquish your will so that you may submit to the Father and his will may be done in your life? Let's pray. God, I want to thank you for who you are, for the grace that you have for us, God, for for showing us what true authority looks like. It's not, it's not getting excited and getting angry and, and trying to prove our point. True authority is submitting to the Father. Committing to our commission is found in submittance to the Father. Thank you for listening today. Boise Bible College exists to raise up leaders for the church, where we value scholarship, humility, innovation, and community. For more information about Boise Bible College, please see boisebible.edu.